Presents podcast. Thank you for tuning into the podcast once again. If this is your first time listening, thanks for checking out the show. Fresh episodes coming at you every Friday. If you go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes or Podomatic, then you will know when the the new episodes are available, and then you don't have to go searching them out. Also, a free way to help support the show and and a huge help is to subscribe on iTunes click write a review give it five stars say a few nice words and that really helps propel the show into the itunes charts to the top of those charts and then the show will get more national visibility giving more exposure to the artists that come on the show you can also check out the dan cable presents youtube channel which features a bunch of in-studio performances as well as live show performances and a short documentary on tribe mars this week, just a couple days ago, I put up some some live videos from the White Eagle uh, from Boca featuring uh, Dante Thomas. Uh, Boca and Dante are both Portland rappers. So you can check out the YouTube channel and find a couple videos from them. Really stoked about how those White Eagle videos came out. And uh, we still have the MG Productions videos to release from that night. And uh, we talk MG Productions on on this episode, which we will get into in just a few moments. But hit subscribe on that on that YouTube channel, and um, then you'll know when the fresh videos pop up there. Uh, usually releasing everything for through Vortex Music Magazine. Uh, you can check out Vortex on their website and, and find a bunch of write ups that I've done through there or uh, physical publications of the magazine which I've also done some write-ups in the last couple editions of those. So uh, shout out Vortex Music Magazine. Uh, they're, they're always putting out some really cool content. So keep up with that uh, as well as the podcast. You can go to dancablepresents.com, which is the central location to, uh, to find everything. And uh, the new episode of the podcast is, is there as soon as it's uploaded and usually a feature a, a video or two on that home screen. You can also send me uh, an email at dancablepresents at gmail.com if you're trying to figure out how maybe you can get on the show or if you if you just want to send a general email, if you want to you know send some questions, some requests, whatever. Just uh, hit me up there. Also on at Dan Cable on Twitter and uh, at Dan Cable Presents on Instagram is a good place to follow me. I usually try to uh, shout out local shows that are going on as well as keep you updated on on anything else Dan Cable presents or Portland music or things outside of there even at times. So those are the places to uh, to keep up with me. The Facebook page is there as well if you want to throw it a like, the Dan Cable Presents podcast page. Honestly, don't fuck with the Facebook so much. I'll usually put out a uh, a general post every friday when the new episode is out but aside from that i am uh definitely using the facebook less and less and 
and really trying to make it uh, less part of my my daily habits to to even check what's going on in that world um so anyhow that's about it i don't really have uh too many calendar dates other than june 18th uh, there's a Hive Mind Monday going on at the Alberta Street Pub. Those are uh, free Monday night shows and always featuring some members of the Hive Mind Collective as well as um, some other artists, but uh, usually hip-hop based. So a really good night to to come link up with uh, some some cool folks in the community. It's always good people down there. So So check that out. Also, just a, a really dope show that I'm looking forward to is on June 20th at the uh, Jack London down there in downtown Portland. Black Milk is coming, and uh, Black Milk is is definitely become one of my my favorite rappers over the last year or so. I guess I, I saw him at Pickathon with Nat Turner, the band Nat Turner, which is uh, who's going to be with him this time around as well. Um, I saw them at Pickathon and saw both of their sets there, and it really blew me away. So, and the new Black Milk record is is quite good. So, so check that out. And I'm also stoked for uh, the homies in Brown Calculus are are opening for them. So that's that is also very cool. So, get your tickets while while they're still available. June 20th is it's going down. Um, aside from that, we're gonna get into this episode of the podcast, which is uh, with Moblin. Moblin is a uh, Portland born and raised MC and uh, it was this this conversation ended up being like a real treat and something that um, I don't know sometimes these conversations really really fill me up as a as a person and uh, I just really enjoyed sitting down and hanging out with this dude I I hadn't had the opportunity to do so prior other than just kind of small exchanges at shows that I've put on or that MG Productions is putting on or somebody else is putting on. But, um, yeah, I learned a lot through this conversation. We kind of geeked out on some things. Um, Moblin is, like, way into to anime and comic books, and um, those are some areas where I am not super well-versed. So I, I kind of took the opportunity to to get myself some education about some things and uh but just aside from that this this dude is just a a very genuine dude and and he uh does his best to to lift people up so it was fun to to have him on the podcast and and try to you know be somebody to to lift him up and uh yeah just really really enjoyed this chat and he just put out a new ep called demos and I'll put the link in the episode notes so it's easy to find. It's out there on the SoundCloud, though. And um, just an EP that I really enjoyed it. And just, uh, like I said, a very cool conversation. So uh, without further ado, I say we uh, say we get into this thing. Uh, don't forget to leave your iTunes reviews. It is so helpful to the show. You have no idea. It, it means the world to me when you when you just take a couple minutes and and uh say a few words and give it the five stars and help propel this thing up into those the top of those itunes charts so uh leave your reviews and uh throw me an email and yeah that's it we're gonna get into this episode uh we're gonna kick it off with a jam off the ep called hemorrhoids this is episode 114 with moblin let's get into it 
gonna be? Damn it, Bobby. I'm full and bloated and sore. This mortal coil asshole of a 60 year old. Now was packing over full from a lack of control. The midnight snacking, corn and fat back derived carbon life form. This life is free samples like a grocery Not store. Studies. Bourgeoisie, don't mind the eye twitch accessory to the caffeine. Bobby Flay, Boucher, nasty microwave in the fast feed at the new season's trash. Uh oh, folks. Mammy seen the finger up the blowhole. That ain't clean, but I've been digging for gold. Young king, feeling like a little kid being scolded. Green like an oak. Consultant, moldy golden. My weather to go forward with the grossest poem in the world. I might be disgusted, but no way. I think I'm gonna hurt. My dick look like Darth Vader with the mask off. Got you thinking that's dark. Ain't nobody ass dog. You ain't that fat boss. Just hit the track hard. Better flex your jaw strong before you pass on with apps, y'all. But I can see I'm white trash and eating up scraps It's a haphazard hey, practice what? Ass backwards, forming undisciplined habits Hutch rabbit from the socialization I'm lacking right. My advisor Daimyo said The first step to death is seeking help The miserly ain't in it for my health Do I need guidance or do this by myself? Imagine finding out you're dying and everybody said get well We got uh, we got Moblin on the mics. Hello. For a little chat here. What's good? You're the first one to come through for a podcast here. Okay. In the new digs. I'm happy to be here. At you know, the new, the new space. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. Just wanted to to have you on to talk about that new new EP that you dropped, and you know, just hopefully spread the word a little bit about about mg productions which is the production crew that you kind of roll with and yeah. a bunch of talented people are yeah. involved in that and that's kind of that's exactly how i met you it was uh the first time i saw mg perform was a house show at new year's eve yeah that was a good one a uh, real memorable night for me um because adverse effects played it was yep. new year's eve yep and adverse effects played that night, and that's special just because yeah, no Boyd doubt. is gone now. Yeah, and of course. So to all of their performances now, you know. Yeah. You hold those memories dear. It's crazy. Um, they but, were super. We were super lucky that they, you know, offered to have us play that show. We had only played a few shows at that time too, so. We were thrilled. We were like, yes, absolutely. We love adverse effects. We would love to share this space with Hive Mind and have a good time on a New Year's Eve. It was it was a good one. Yeah, did you you guys I assume got introduced kinda to that Hive Mind crew through Dusty Fox, through Alex? Yep, yep that's for sure. Uh Dusty really put some legs under us and and helped mentor us even just as we were starting off, I mean, as a as a close friend of Gaspar's who produces tons of his beats, um, you know, we were introduced to going to more hip hop shows in town and uh, and taking part in the community and and flexing those muscles sometimes for the first time. But um, he really pushed us and challenged us and gave us opportunities to grow as artists. So 
big ups to Dusty Fox for sure. Much love to Gaspar too. Um, those guys were integral in MG's growth. So that uh, that New Year's show was was pretty pivotal for us too, man. I mean, we had a really good time playing that show, getting over a lot of uh, initial jitters, you know, uh, establishing our character on stage and stuff. We we were really feeling the magic that night, and I think after that we knew, man, we got to keep doing this. Nothing I don't think could stop us at this point from from continuing to make music and perform. Yeah, just one of those nights where everything clicks and you have this like overwhelming feeling between you and the the people that you're performing with yeah no and then doubt. also just all the other people that performed that night bad yep. panda played that night yep bad panda out there man and i don't know who the mc was with them that night but that dude was killer as well either but that was definitely the first night i got introduced to bad panda and yeah so just a, like a, a crazy new year's eve party you mm-hmm. know and super fun and um and then I would see you at further, like, more Hive Mind events, yeah. like uh, Fiji, um, the MC, one of the MCs from Adverse, and who also just, like, released a new project. He would do Lessons and Fresh over at Eastburn. Yep. Eastburn is a good-ass spot. So I saw you guys there, and at another event that, that Alex was throwing over at the Star Day. Yep. Like, for a Morpheus thing. Yep. So I just saw you guys at... And every time I would see you guys, I was like, man, this is, it's getting good. You know, it's getting better and right. it's getting better. And every time, and, and you and I were just talking about that white Eagle performance, yep. which you guys were, you guys were so gracious to jump on, on my, my live podcast there at the white Eagle. Yep. And, um, yeah, we were just talking about that and, and you guys kind of just discussing how, how far you've you've come in that year you know because yep, we're especially man. yeah we're about to hit a year since that came but i was i was just very i don't know i knew it wasn't perfect yet but sure. like i just saw a lot of character no in doubt. what you guys were doing and and i really dug the just kind of the crew mentality uh-huh. and and the presentation of that as a as a live show right like at first i i thought you know, MG Productions was like a a hip hop group, you know, uh-huh. itself, which it's not, right? Like it's it's no. more of just like a collective of artists yeah, who perform with one another, uh huh, and and enable each other and collaborate in in every way, from the visual art aspect of what we do to to producing beats and and rapping, uh, even writing and practicing collectively, and I think that that same beautiful moment you feel with the music that I was speaking on at the New Year's show you we saw in a different way at at uh, the White Eagle sort of sharing with sharing in an audience in a different way a, a, a different audience with not just uh, a bunch of your friends that roll through to a show that you put on, but people here to see acts like Fontaine and Boca and Carmen Rivera. That's a huge opportunity. And I, I love following artists like that and, and seeing Portland hip hop on the come up in a huge way. And, and what we sort of, I think, represented at that show was that it had longevity, that there are people at all stages, um, you know, sort of growing through this and, and that, four-man five-man connection of of all of the goons on stage is us 
working through that and and sort of developing it live on stage sometimes and that's that's sort of that man I see this potential in us in you in them in this community and and I know that it's getting stronger it's getting more creative and it's and it's just gonna continue growing just like you know these four dudes rapping on stage that wow I've I've seen them open a few times at these different shows and they're developing this this awesome character. I'm seeing them shine through and, and start to, you know, lay some funny jokes down and some good raps and, and some really, really dope beats, which always inspired it all to be to be totally honest. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I just dig it from a per- the the presentation of it is very cool to me because you're the dynamics that each of you have are very different from one another. Yeah, no you know, doubt. You got you got Moldy Gold who like his style is so unique. I know. And he's like he's like a sage out there in the woods developing this perfect technique and and when he reemerges it's he's gonna blow your mind with what he's been working on every single time. Yeah, and it's one of those things that I've just kind of seen, especially in him, just develop from live show to live show. You know, where he's really figuring out that that word placement and he does such a, I don't know, it seems like he just puts a lot of work into like trying to find these these different ways to deliver things. It's it's calculated. It's calculated. And that dude is a smart dude. And he's he's been sitting on bars and and writing for, for much longer than most of us know or 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 have ourselves and and that always shines through um much love to that guy he has an awesome feature on my ep that i just dropped um it's called demo ep and uh that's my favorite song on the album he he completely murders his verse and i i i asked him if he was cool with putting that song on there he said yeah and i was absolutely thrilled i was like a this is radio safe. I don't know how we did that. It's always an accident, <laughs> but it's radio safe and it's a the a dope ass track. It's the newest one we recorded on the whole thing. Um and and something about that, you know, that makes me more happy with it. Um, you know, the the album itself or the EP shows sort of my first recordings ever. And how they change sort of as you see me develop as as this past year to two years performing this stuff and recording it changed my approach to to recording and to making music um and that be that song being about putting the effort in which is the title of the track and also a celebration of my friend uh who produced most of the albums ashitaka um, Cuddy Flam, great, great dude, great producer that basically started the whole label. Um, he, he is quite unreal. He, he's, he is, uh, he is endlessly producing beats, um, you know, and, and sometimes we feel like it's just, it's just for us, but it's not the, it's for the world and, and, and we need to share them. <laughs> and I just like, to see him perform, I feel like, I feel like no one 
no one knows what's coming when if you haven't yeah. seen like mg productions or ashitaka like specifically mm-hmm. like it's in a, it, my interactions with him off the stage he's such a like a low-key super low-key calm man. like yep. chill <laughs> and and um super nice dude and, and you can just tell he's a he's a good dude right when, another, when you, ha- when you interact key, with him and then he goes up master. there and he kind of he he, he he i don't know <laughs> it's just so wild to like right. watch him go up there and then he just destroys and and you're just so blindsided by I it know. I he's think. got that he's got that low-key heat that you know uh make your heart swoon and 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 also like deliver some cold hard personal truth um and it's elusive too like this dude usually is like a like dracula at the organ pounding it out producing beats day in and day out and that's what he'd probably prefer to do um because that's what he's called to do musically it's not what he's limited to and i think he has some of the coldest rhymes and flows like we talked about calculation and and you know lyricism with moldy gold but ashitaka cutty flam is a, is a different story there's this perfect drama to it i think he's probably the best like actor at heart if there was a squad movie he would play the best dramatic serious roles because he can actually pull them off yeah man he he's He's just solid and and very just a very next level music mind to me. When and yeah. did he produce all the all the beats on on this collection of tunes? For he you? he produced six, all but one. Okay, um, the other one was produced by Missing Glyph. Missing Glyph is a DJ and producer and and has helped us mix and master and record so much of what we have so far he his studio and his basement was integral for us to get this stuff out and really um you know try our hand at writing recording producing hip-hop it was it was a dope thing that enabled us all creatively in in many ways um you know it was the the hangout spot we called it the wood panel dungeon and we named uh, an early collective EP with tons of raps produced by both him, Ashitaka, probably with help from Daimyo, tons of tons of homies involved. Like like Gaspar would be rolling through one afternoon, we'd make a beat together. The entire process seems so collaborative that. We didn't really have a word for it other than sort of an instant. We're sort of a label. We're, a M, we're MG Productions because of how many hands get involved and how we were able to support each other, lift each other up. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for some new Missing Glyph. He's got an instrumental EP, but he's, he's ready to, to jam. Yeah. It's going to be some good times. You, you mentioned that like some of this music is like much older than maybe that particular track that you did with moldy on the on the ep how how far back are we talking like how old is the oldest song on this for two you? years two years yeah um i probably started writing it in 2015 and 
and did the first recording of it in 2016. Um, that recording is not the one on the EP. It is, you know, something I looked at really hard and, and over and over again and wanted to get right. And so I, I went back to the table multiple times, um, each time taking something new I had learned from performing or, and recording or even just, you know, uh, my own voice that I wanted to to put forth. I was I was lucky that Missing Glyph was willing to record me spitting the same song three times. So once again, shout out Missing Glyph. <laughs> yeah, um, was it a thing when you recorded those those other versions where you would just hear the playback and and you're just like, that's not it. It almost came more from repeating and practicing tracks in different ways. Yeah, um, over different beats and at different rhythms um even to this day i uh i love to mess around and, and spit it differently when i go on stage it's because of the way i practice and that is you know it, it somehow my mind is happier with it if i get to apply a new a new direction somehow for this song so even this ep i would say i would perform you know with slight differences that it's worth checking out because it's evolving all the time. Sometimes I think I'm like, man, this. I thought that was a. I thought that was a smart line. I'm proving myself wrong then, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I I dig that um, approach uh, to keep things open ended sometimes, and also just giving something like a different feel in the live sense. And yep. and giving people something different, I think some people don't want to hear that shit. I think some people want to hear what you put on the record, yeah. and I respect that as well. Yeah, and I want to hear a little bit of that too. But yeah, straight up, I think that's also like the uh, just maybe the uh, the cool thing about not recording or releasing something too soon mm -hmm. is that you you give it its its opportunity to breathe and evolve and. I was just thinking about that the other day. I was I was just fucking around playing playing some guitar the other yeah. day and just playing this song that I started a year or two ago and it's just like, "Oh man, look what this thing has become. I'm kind of glad that I didn't put out this version of it or yeah. it's just like, I'm going to play this thing a bunch of times in in the live atmosphere and and see what kind of life it has there and see how I can yeah, apply totally. that back." What's going it's on almost, here? Is there some almost, wild shit going on in this YouTube playlist? It's the Arctic playlist? Monkeys, man. <laughs> it's the Arctic Monkeys live. Um, I don't... I, don't I, I, I was mesmerized. Like, what is the... That's what I'm talking about with this YouTube algorithm. You're right. Like, it failed us. The we potato we head people. It, but I was I was really just trying to vibe out with this <laughs> potato head people. Hell yeah, I'm down with and, that too. Uh, it, it took a, a weird turn. But I, yeah, anyway, that's a, but that's with a the, tough one. I, I dig that you uh, that you kept going back to it and yeah man like how do you feel about the version that's there now like are you are um, you are you I pretty feel happy with it? Immense relief and I feel uh, it's almost as if like I was pregnant with this you know project and now it is here and it is it is itself and and I and I no longer have to hold it back or or look at it critically anymore. Um, instead, I'm more now excited to make new music and, and to write new things I have 
no plan for necessarily or or make new plans that are just as involved and, and may take me just as long but but a little bit of both for sure um you know i feel and i think you listening to the ep you get a sense of this sort of but i feel almost like more happy with the album through the album's progression as you're listening to it i'll start from track one i'll start from moblin rpg or and i uh or the rpg intro and i'm like okay this is some crazy stuff so i'm starting here something's crazy okay this is this is some of the earlier recordings like i mentioned earlier um and by the end i i feel immense love and immense warmth and and you know when a project like this finishes or or even a song you know you have this moment of like wow this is complete and and you know i shed a tear and i'm and i'm overcome with the feeling that i'm that i'm completing this song and and it sounds beautiful to me or i'm i'm glad i'm the one who brought it to other people um that's a really cool feeling and and that's what recording and releasing something like this you know ultimately gave me it was it was a beautiful feeling i feel stoked about it <laughs> that's great man yeah. that's that's i love when that happens yeah when you put something out that you're you're proud of and you, and you realize that it's it's kind of this digital piece of history now you yeah know? and it's this documentation and this snapshot of a time in your life right that like will live on in some sense forever you know you know, until all the files are, to, are burned and deleted in, in <laughs> right, the... Right, uh, until the big EMP wave. <laughs> <laughs> we might even still be around. It could happen any time. <laughs> but still glad we did it because somebody's got it on their iPod or their laptop. And, and I'm that one weird guy that chose to make this Pokemon, you know, alternative hip-hop rap cover cool little thing out into the world. And, and that's what I feel like about everything that i do and mg productions does we are just immensely stoked that this little media is is you know viewable and, and out there and, yeah. and almost like uh like a tag on the wall you reclaim part of the the world for your message and and your mind and and that's a beautiful feeling especially when you always wanted to make yourself into a, a pokemon trainer you know what i'm saying that's that's where my source material comes from that's where my you know i don't know coping mechanisms lie and how how i i i deal with life and and i know my friends and and my collaborators do as well um so to regurgitate that somehow is is also just a beautiful thing we wouldn't have it any other way incredibly blessed to do so yeah man you're making your imprint on the world and uh i don't know it's it's cool when you can make connections with people through that you know and then and for the people that it really resonates with i think is a special thing and it's it's probably why you do your thing because someone else made some shit ahead of you right no that doubt. did the same thing right no doubt and, i mean that's why we're doing this conversation right now is because like people before us had these conversations that that were really blowing my mind and i wanted to 
try to figure out how to create that in some sort and which brings us to this you know so i don't know it's it's exciting and and i love that you know you have like that rpg intro you know and that's kind of your fucking menu screen right for this for this uh these songs that you're about to drop on and and kind of this inner bites yeah to the the samples it's your video game like it's your introduction and and it's uh it's you inviting people into you into this world that you're you're creating and absolutely and, and feel like you live in sometimes you yep. know so that's why it's a demo you know it's in both senses of the word like a demo disc you might get in your magazine you get to play a taste of the games and and it's also a demonstration of the first work i could ever create and um you know, to to finally put it out is a beautiful feeling, um, and it's exactly that. It's inviting people in and and hoping they can experience some element of my my character through my music and find find something genuine, truthful, and 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 I don't know, endearing, beautiful, maybe um, funny for sure. I'm I'm trying to have people bust up at at my expense a lot of the time, so. But it's also revealing of yourself Absolutely. at the same time, you know, and it's it's heartfelt and and honest and 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 heavy at times as well as as the funny shit, you know. As yeah, straight up. You got the fucking hemorrhoids banger, right. you know. Um, we're playing at the top of the episode, and and I like that's always so much fun. You yeah, know? straight but, up. But then you also have this heavier shit going on with, uh, you know. Like a song like Bad Luck. Yep. You know? And that that's that to me is a, a super heavy song. Yeah. And um I uh I have to I feel like embrace that self critical element of my of who I am and the way I think and 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 the way my mind, you know, processes the world around me and uh and if I didn't show that side of myself I wouldn't quite be honest and i and i think that's a huge goal of mine is to be truthful and and you know you you may second guess the uh the kids stepping up to grab the mic and and freestyle this this glasses wearing dad hat soundcloud rapper you know but he he might say something that shows you he's having the same thought you know he he's questioning why he's up here actively the first yeah. song I ever recorded, I I open up with uh, I hold up a crowd with the mic, young and bold, be like, Dad, Gadzooks, who said that you could rap too? <laughs> <laughs> and and so and so I said, fuck that, and and the rap goes on from there. Um, it's called Cavin. Me and me and my buddy recorded a funny a funny music video for it. You should probably check out too on YouTube. Um, MG Productions is everywhere. My Goons PDX on Instagram and such. Um, but it uh, it's actively what I what I feel like I have my my subject matter has to be about to be genuine because my mind goes there too. Yeah, for sure, man. And I just I just think when you reveal like those vulnerable things it's to me it's 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 where i connect the most a lot of the time when somebody is willing to 
put themselves out there and and show that show that side of them is is just i don't know when when someone offers you humility it's uh it's a right. powerful thing you know right because it's so easy to want to like save face and like put on this this smile for everybody and whatnot but something something else you know lies within and and when people share that shit it's uh it's just very captivating to me so awesome i just yeah i dig dig the the dynamic of the the ep in general though that it does offer like a nice balance i feel like uh, of like the fun goofy shit to go along with the heavy you know it doesn't all have to be like the super emo shit yeah yeah so that's that's very cool too. Yes. When did you start rapping or writing and kind of getting into hip hop rapping? I uh been freestyling and and practicing my hand at just rapping in the cypher circle with people I knew or or random people at parties and and such. Probably for seven years, and and that's relatively young in the in the game. Um, you know, I think that I still have ton to learn, and and my uh, my initial approach was really focused on, on freestyling and really focused on just practicing my hand at. Uh, at coming up with something off the top because, you know, I rolled into parties or I, I came across cypher circles and, and sometimes people drop it. People flub up all the time. It's a, it's a very difficult, you know, skill to, to try your hand at, um, you know, and, and over time I've learned there's calculated formula to it. There's, you know, everything on the opposite end of the spectrum from calculated formula, pure, you know, pure being, if you will, you know, just, just truly the words living through you almost, um, often couldn't ask me what I had just said in the freestyle because God knows I I have no idea. I was just doing it. I was the act of, of, of the freestyle, which is tight. Um, yeah, uh, I'd, I'd say seven years, seven years young in the in the in the game, recording for less, probably three years. Um, what was and it, playing what, shows for for probably two years, three years? What was like your entry point into rap and hip hop? Like what what kind of made you fall in love with that genre and and want to oh man start rapping? Um, yeah, it was it was basically the the mass media did a beautiful job of of making hip hop culture part of mainstream culture for for my generation and not just my generation but basically since the 80s when hip hop videos were allowed on MTV there was yeah. a new, you know, it was everywhere and in early 2000s late 90s hip-hop music videos when you're a kid in an apartment you know that's that's probably the coolest thing you've ever seen before um yeah 
Shaggy, Angel. I mean, yeah, buddy. Tons of crazy, uh, like like 50, 50 Cent. You know, uh, some some wild shit. I, you know, re fell in love with hip hop probably later in life, um, but it was always there and it's always been there. I mean. I remember as an elementary schooler singing Shake Your Tail Feather by P. Diddy. I'm pretty sure Nelly's on that track too. And I have no idea what that is, but as a as a culture consumer, you know, some kid watching TV during the summer, parents are gone at work, so you get full control of the cable. Yeah, you need you need that cable as a kid in the in the suburbs. I guess you you just gotta watch that. I I, I was I was living off a of highway. I wasn't exactly in the suburbs, but still, you know, on the way, um, Beaverton Hillsdale Highway. Um, you know, I I think I fell back in love with hip hop in in high school. In middle school, I was pretty sensitive and I couldn't handle you know, extreme subject matter. I was more into some emo, emo type shit and some alternative rock. Portland, yeah. Portland really stamped me hard that way. And, uh, and I fell back in love with hip hop, discovering artists like Lupe Fiasco and, and coming back to artists like even, uh, you know, my, my brother was adamant that I'm, uh, I listened to Lil Wayne because he was just so, I don't know, so skilled. So he's he's top tier. Um, Jay Z, Kanye West, in the early two thousands was was blowing everybody's mind. You can you can deny that then. I was just listening to that record yesterday, man. Yeah, there's all those there's all those Kanye brackets out. You know, ranking Kanye songs and. Yeah, I was I was listening to some some college dropout just. Living through that time, out. living through that time was rad, and and it was a cool thing going on in music at that time. Um, so if you didn't listen to hip hop or electronic dance music or anything even close, you were missing out on something. And and growing up in Portland, going to shows for my young adult life, basically since I was fifteen or so, was a. a huge privilege and and also this weird competitive hipster game to to go to these shows at 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 as early an age as possible and and experience as much of that um music community out there worth you know high school clout maybe but i mean maybe even now still i feel uh i feel less I feel less that way. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it had an impact on you, like going going to all those shows too, and and seeing that people people do this for for their living, and, and this is their life, you know. Yeah. Um. It was only later that I realized that that side of Portland um, was also making hip hop, was also having you know monthly hip hop shows was um you know people were people were making this edm you know it wasn't necessarily called that then but were and and you were dancing at all these shows but there were also people doing you know straight beats and and rapping in the pacific northwest and 
and beyond, you know, you you started to listen to blue scholars and people, um, maybe live in a little anti-con in California where I'll make in this really, I don't know, this hip-hop that rode that same line as me with with cross influences and and very DIY, very lo-fi, all of it. And it felt so much my niche in between all of music. You started to, to get to that point where you realize, well, I'm a jazz fan now because I love the building block elements for all of these types of music now too. And, and you sit at the, instead of, you know, just consuming parts of culture that are, you know, shown to you, you, you embark on discovering it or, or eventually create it. Yeah. And, and it's so cool. I think as far as the hip hop stuff, because it has evolved so far is so much of that, those jazz roots and R and B like seem to be coming out and, and back into it. Right. And, and just very, it seems like a lot of artists are, are really trying to uh, let that shine on, on in their production and whatnot. And it's pretty, I don't know, that that vibe is like produced so much cool music for the culture. Yeah, no doubt. Live jazz band or, uh, you know, talking about flipping classic samples too, but, but having a live jazz band backing that hip-hop is is rad um shout out to hive mind collective who embraces that aspect and everything that they do that is some very talented musicians yeah (laughs) some of my favorite in the city for sure everybody everybody that listens to this podcast knows that i uh i definitely get down with the hive mind and i'm I'm about it's hard hard not everything that that they put out and and just that whole community of people is it's very special and it's uh it's just always so inspiring to be around yeah any of those folks and and the shows that they participate in are always next level and top notch so yep um uh, cool man let's get into uh another track off this this demo that people can this EP that people can find on uh on the old SoundCloud there yep I'll make sure to put the link in the uh, the episode notes so people can uh, find it directly. Does uh, Does MG have any uh, anything going on in the near future? Any live outings for anybody? Hungry Hungry Hip Hop happens once a month. Um, we host a monthly hip hop showcase every last Sunday at Mississippi Pizza Pub. The Atlantis Lounge is a bar attached and. Uh, once a month, we take over and and rock some rock some hip hop, blow some minds. Always a really rad time, a, a really low key vibe, very laid back pizza beer and uh, and a great place to cipher and and show up and have a good time and embrace some local hip hop. So that's coming up June twenty fourth, I believe. Um, Visual artists sometimes there as well. No doubt, no doubt. Live painting, live artwork. Sometimes we bust open the pizza boxes and paint on the back of those. So that we, pizza's we just good, man. Making some things happen. I know. I mess it's, with the pizza there. I get to have um, pizza once a month, and I get to go 
you know, curate and play a show or, or, or work door and, and, and all the above, which I, I just love doing that. So come see me. Have a good time. Um, we have Breakfast Boys Leisure League up from Eugene. Rad homie Brax makes some crazy music, collaborates with artists uh, Smythe and Este. Rad dudes got an EP out too. Check that out. But though they're they're due to show up and and spit some tracks with Breakfast Boys, that's for sure. And um, Mississippi Pizza Man, just good people over there. Um, they've been supportive of this <laughs> podcast for sure, and uh, just a, a cool room to go see music, especially if you're for all ages shows during the the early shows are all ages. So check that yeah, out, no and, doubt. Yeah, man. I believe you know Moldy Gold is actually going to play that Hungry Hip Hop too. So he'll have some some crazy new work. Uh, you know, I'm sure he hasn't even shown it to me because that's the way he rolls. But he's going to do uh, a solo set, and that's definitely worth seeing. He's got some dope energy on stage. I'm looking forward to that. Cool, man. Well, we're going to get into a track called uh, Gwen Stacy on the uh, the new EP from Moblin. This is it. First minute, similar to how this was written. But patience waiting water with different fishes. Soon I didn't know my type. I tried to deny them initial feeling. Smitten though, she might be just interested in women. Gotta say day one, she honestly all chilling. Used to kick it, smoking up the Honda, kidding on that mission. Later we proceeded to backseat for intimacy. Little vixen, mutual expression with simplicity. Had to flex a chance, run a breast for a second. Pacific Northwest princess was love letter sending. Hear this voice in my ear boy you over here sweating this accept the inevitable learn your lessons i'm defensive at first the way i string her along then i'm coming back a little too strong web heads off with the black mask hard to reflect while that affects you add the lack of cash minor debts can get to stacking regret this was amazing gwen you're amazing Avoided paying attention like it was rent We had some event Outwardly I've been pronouncing it dead to me When instead I'm resenting that she ain't who I invent in my head What was I expecting from Gwen? I ain't really tried to be a friend again Might have congratulated her on graduating Damn, must have been a lot on the plate Then consider myself one less Procrastinating, rapid faded Messy situation Nah, she probably don't give a shit Acting like I found my stride in life But I know that it's irrelevant Young man pretending to face The little kid I've been attention seeking 
piss poor apology on the internet Really we cool, sometimes us kids just drift Confession that I may have memorized those measurements My chain of memories are bound to be a little embellished Yeah, meddled with, cause I try to see the light in everything Damn it, when I stuck that bus cement in my mind I trust it ain't forever, guess the weather test of time I dispel the active effect while casting a rhyme Tepping blunt ash and incense off a rent at the shrine Throw some gold that I owe her in a porcelain bowl 24 cherry blossoms on a beautiful soul I wouldn't call it hopeful But someone will hold her Like I would've once we got older Dying is a part of growing That don't mean that I'm alone Not when Mary Jane's back home And I'm home All right, Gwen Stacy. That's a, a Spider-Man reference. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now. I know. This I know. is something I want to dive into. I know. Okay. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's really you gonna be you educating. Sure. Me because sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you that I'm not like comic books and things of that nature have never really spoken to me. Sure. I respect it. I respect like the the people that it does speak to because I I, I kind of like you. want like I want to I want to like it and maybe sometimes I just haven't I wish seen I the right didn't. shit you know <laughs> sometimes but, I wish I didn't like, it's like is, I, is Captain America not propaganda <laughs> <laughs> oh that's amazing um, I'm not denying it but I'm a fan and I'm. I'm invested already, so tell I'm, me. I'm willing to. I'm willing to answer questions. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Like I just really haven't seen. I've seen like the first Spider-Man movie. That was a, that was okay. a good one. I've seen the Batman movies because I I like I just like Batman. I've always and been down for Batman. Christopher Nolan's good and those director. yeah those movies are dope. Yeah. Right. All right. Absolutely. So outside of that, sure. I've seen parts of Civil War. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And but I just I just really haven't seen much shit, and yeah. I just haven't read a lot of comic books. Like, speak to me where where does Gwen Stacy like? Sure, play I, a role into the Spider Man world. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I uh, Gwen Stacy was a was a tragic moment in Spider Man where he uh, had failed, and and more than failed, he had you know maybe even caused the death of his girlfriend, Gwen Stacy. Um, he, obviously, being Spider-Man, his romantic interests always get involved in it, you know? Someone find out, finds out his identity, sees him with somebody, blah, blah, it happens. Um, you know, she ends up falling from a building somehow. His instinct is to save her, so he... Extends his, you know, webs, catches her by the foot. And that moment snaps her neck. So his direct action to to trying to save her may have caused her death. And that was that was a tragic moment for Spider-Man. So that's that's Spider-Man history. Um, and uh, and I've always related to Spider-Man um, He's a he's a teenage nerd, and it, and his whole story is sort of revenge of the nerds. He's got that 
low-key cuddy identity that he that you know truthfully all the all the girls swoon for spider-man and uh and he's the clever one he's constantly cracking jokes and and being a being a low-key genius at the same time and i always identified with him saw saw his plight as uh as worthy as 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 identifying with he was always struggling with some some human stuff and trying to do the right thing and um so it was tough not to it was honestly tough sometimes not to just draw draw you know too much inspiration and write a whole Spider-Man project. Me and Harvey Bird may get down on that. Um we're both obsessed with the comics. I I love that dude for it. He shares that. Shout out to Harvey Bird. Shout out also to Harvey a part Bird. of MG Productions and that dude, man. I know. The he music the music a, flows through through Harvey Bird. I, he's got I, a killer singing voice. Uh-huh. And I don't know, man. Every time I see that dude, I'm just so excited to give him a big fucking hug. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like he's got this this warm presence to Always me. Always shares know? the love. The love flows through Harvey Bird. And he, you know, brought this stage presence to our group. And this, he, you see him on stage and this confidence. He, in fact, shared that with us and, and, and brought that to all of us, too. And, and that was a beautiful thing for us. Um and and luckily he he goes to all these Marvel releases with me. He goes to every movie and 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 I love him for it. You know that's that's my brother right there. Um, he uh, he and I are this close to making uh, a Clone Saga Spider Man album. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens there. But that's awesome. Long story short, I gotta I gotta make a you know, a song called Quinn Stacy. It, it, um, you know, in, encapsulates me reflecting on a relationship in my life where I thought my own actions had undone something, um, almost without my ability to, to recognize it. And, uh, and, and overcoming those, those failures or inadequacies, or even just, you know, your naivete, you don't, you don't know that you're acting through your feelings sometimes. And, and that I think was my goal in, in writing this song. I was, I was attempting to reflect on that and to, and to grow past a history in my life that, uh, that I knew could, could benefit me in the end if I was able to learn the proper lesson through that relationship. That's cool as fuck that just how you were able to translate that into song and then, also, just the, I like the way that you use the narratives from like using those, inserting those as like vocal samples, you know. Oh yeah. To to help tell the story. Yeah, and had to man. Sampling and, old shit like that is is so fun. Yeah, and we were talking earlier just about how that's something that's out in the world now, mm-hmm. and for the people that it does connect to, like that means something a lot oh, to you. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, having a song called Gwen Stacy and and this song that kind of revolves around that story somehow like that's just another layer of depth for for this for somebody to to kind of reach out and latch onto it's just like oh man I'm I'm way into Spider-Man too like yep. th- this guy has to be like that's my dude right there mm-hmm. you know yeah which is Thank very you. very cool yeah i just think it adds like another layer of depth and i know a lot of another one of the things that seems to circulate heavy in your group is 
is the anime references. Oh, absolutely. And so, uh, yeah, and like talk about is, layers. <laughs> and this is like a whole another world that I'm so like uneducated and unfamiliar with. And I guess I just want to know, like, if you can put it into words, like what what is it about that world mm-hmm. that like speaks to you and and inspires you so much to want sure. for it to bleed into your production like yeah. that bad habits yeah, like yeah that that has like samples from from anime right uh, yeah definitely so so like what what is it about that world that that you feel like influences and and kind of makes its imprint on you right. so much um you know it's it's again being exposed to that at a young age, at a at a form, formative age, we're introduced to video games and cartoons. And I think that is, you know, not only pervasive through culture in a different way now, in a way that ad- adults embrace in a different fashion, but also has day one been reference material for hip hop, comic books, um, classic cartoons, you know, you listen to MF Doom samples or, or Wu-Tang. Um, they're using classic Kung Fu movie samples and, and this fascination with Eastern culture involved in hip-hop is, is pretty old school and, and also, you know, hasn't, I don't know, hasn't stopped necessarily. It's changed in a, in a way as as anime culture has changed, as, as internet has, has changed our access to that culture. And I think, you know, we try to represent a continuation of that spirit, um, you know, and, and we're absolutely not the only, only ones. Oh, no. It's, like Fontaine yeah, is, I love is like Fontaine another dude. That, man. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, man. I love Fontaine for that. That inspired me. I mean, I think I I met Fontaine before I knew he made music or or that or before I knew I made music even. And he was walking around Lloyd Center with a with a katana. And I was like, I like this guy for sure. Oh, later I found out he made music. I'm going to mess with 100% of it. Um I know like Denzel Curry yep. is like a huge anime Dude, I saw him open for Joey Badass, and oh, he lit. did the uh, he did the deal where he uh, brought everybody's energy, the energy ball, oh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, spirit bomb, spirit bomb. I'm oh, sorry, I'm so, people That's are okay. so fucking mad at me no, right no, now. No, 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 no hate. No I'm hate, trying man. to. Yeah, I appreciate that. See, and yeah. I appreciate the platform to talk about it. You know, that's another one of those moments where wow, I never thought I would be able to talk about my anime influences on a podcast <laughs> i guess but, i'm living my best life or at least i'm trying to so but i think bless, that's man bless. that's i mean it's obviously to me it's something worth talking to because it seems like it's it's obviously something that circulates not just in your group but within the culture right. like very heavy right and um but also in your music particular. So mm-hmm. I like, I just think it's, it's like, I see you're, you're rapping about this. You're writing yeah. shit down. You are these storylines right. from, from these things 
have an impact on you right just like anything else Absolutely. you know and and they have so much of an impact where you're thinking about them enough to go write something in reference to mm-hmm. and and that's always the cool thing i think about about hip-hop to me especially like from a, a lyricism standpoint mm-hmm. it's the it's the cultural references whether Absolutely. they're pop culture or like these little subcultures and cult shit like when when someone hits a reference whether it's a popular one or like a very uncommon one it it fucking rings something in you and yeah. you're just like oh fuck i know what i know what he's talking about right yep. now you know like <laughs> yep. that that shit is awesome yep um and getting to share that is is rad and i think you know that inevitably in all forms of art or music you you share your influences like that and and you wear them on your sleeve so so those are the things that you know brought us to art music all of the above and to wear those influences is super important and for the record i just want to go say that i i go so heavy for the original teenage mutant ninja turtles like i'm not a i'm not some sort of like hell yeah you know uncultured cartoonist <laughs> or i don't i don't even know what you would call it i i'm uh i have my things you ain't just, a square uh, you ain't yeah a square. i'm not that's cool man. i'm no square to this okay Good. okay you let them know <laughs> you let them know when they yeah. ask you no, like hey man i heard that podcast i heard real. that podcast with you and i'm, I'm kind of questioning <laughs> where dan is coming from after hearing that he just has yeah, no understanding a, of these things a sacrilegious but, moment yeah do <laughs> Dan, do you know Goku in your heart? <laughs> See, I don't. See, <laughs> I don't. But I respect that. <laughs> but that's different I, walks of life, you know, bro. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> and so that's the way I got it. I played yeah. those uh, original like Pokemon RPG games, though. Hell so like yeah. I, I, you know, I know what's going on in that world enough to be Very like, good. if someone's talking about Ash Ketchum, you know, like I know, I know Sorry. about Squirtle, you know. Yeah. <laughs> if you know Squirtle, I'm, that makes me happy. I have a build a bear of Squirtle. Um, let's talk Moblin the name because I yep. know that's a Zelda reference. Yes. And what, like, where does that resonate with you so much to like go ahead and and let that be yeah. like your artist name? Totally. Um, the like conceptually, uh, a Moblin is a a low tier grunt like enemy you fight uh pretty regularly throughout the games they might have different weapons but you're not you're not usually too worried um and this sort of henchman to a to a greater um i don't know cataclysm going on definitely resonated with me i uh i om- almost like needed to say here i am just another moblin out here another soundcloud rapper spitting anime references i i am not trying to misrepresent myself or uh or you know paint a paint a different picture than what i think i can i don't know create um I, I'm sort of fascinated with the with the low tier henchman character um, in in comic books and and you know gangster movies, noir films, all of the above. I I wonder about what motivates them, 
a you know a small piece in a bigger puzzle a pawn maybe but doing evil things and and working for joker every single time even though they get their ass whooped by batman you know i i sometimes feel like that man out there grinding in a capitalist world clocking in and clocking out and and another cog in an engine that's bringing about the end of the world <laughs> i would i would love to be link you know in in the legend of zelda um but that's ashitaka <laughs> <laughs> but and, yeah i know i understand what you're saying though man like, yeah for sure when when you when you do see that the the end game is sort of the same for everybody like it definitely makes you wonder what it would be like to n- not just be doing your daily grind and and submitting to that sort of you know traditional right. lifestyle or whatever Grinding for the money yeah you know? for sure and but i don't know i guess i guess it's uh you got to I don't even know. Yeah. I don't even know. I, I think I, in the end, it is that, you know, one moblin got up and grabbed a microphone and started to talk about this and, and started to speak on his, uh, or I, I started to speak on my, you know, dissatisfaction or, or my, my conflict um, in creating art and living life and, and all of the above. Um, so I, I take heart in that and I, I also... You know, it's it's not technically the only definition. I will say it's like, you know, a, a term that I picked up off of a good friend of my brother's. Um, very close with my brother, introduced me to a lot of music and and culture and art. Growing up really led me um, into discovering that for myself and, and taking part in it the way I do now. One of his close friends is sam luna of echo pearl varsity fuck yeah and he that band's so good oh, man I, I love echo pearl varsity so it's, good they're, they're playing a show gotta soon. get them on the on the cast before they take off to la yeah do it highly recommend um going to their shows listening to their music it's it's jazz fusion electro math um you know cross genre everything i i, I love that band and and always a creative mentor and in, in showing me ways to break boundaries in artwork and, and, and in music. Sam Luna just had used the term moblin for all of us goons rolling around on bikes, mobbing through Portland. These were mobbing goblins. And, and whether you were skating or, or biking or whatever, you would, you would roll as a pack and, and you would be one of the moblins. You would, you'd be a moblin. So I, I heard that and he was like, yo, low key, it's a Zelda reference though. And I just thought that this aspect, this double meaning and, and, and this picture, this paints for me, just, it resonated so true. So I, I couldn't give it up really throughout, throughout high school, I would write it on my notebooks and shit. And I, and I never really thought of having a different, um, alter ego. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah. No, I dig it. Cause <clears throat> I don't know. Even, you know, you, you may see yourself, like, as a moblin sometimes, but you also, like, come across to me as somebody that, like, is is trying to, like, live a life, and, and you always seem, 
you seem to have like a joyful presence to me in general. Like anytime I've encountered you, it's like, oh fuck, like thanks. Good to, <laughs> to see this dude, you know, like you. so and and you're you're impacting somebody like on on some level. Like it, it might not be as as big as as Link, you know, in Zelda, or like be the person that everybody recognizes all the time. But like I don't know, you're 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 impacting somebody Thank somewhere, you, you know. Thank you. I try very hard, and and in the small scope of things, the people in my life, uh, um, you know, through my relationships or or in a bigger scope, the artists I, I collaborate with, my close friends, you know, impacting their work and working on things together, and then, you know, even at Hungry Hungry Hip Hop, I I MC, I I work door, all of the above, and I get to create an impact there. So I'm. I'm very blessed to to say that I do feel that all the time and and I feel also that it is my duty to you know to communicate this side of of things my my personal truth which I think people can relate to you know um so I, so thank you Yeah man and you mentioned before that you like working the door oh, and <laughs> I also like working the door and I get the opportunity to do that at a few of the venues that I'll throw shows at, one being Mississippi Pizza, I will often be the the door person. And I think that's a cool opportunity as someone that's throwing the show to get to be that person at the door because a lot of the times you'll go to a club or a venue and it's maybe somebody that doesn't want to be there. And I think that I just really like to have the opportunity to be like, hey, thank you for fucking coming out. Like not, I'm just going to take your money. It's like, yeah, it's, it's five bucks or it's 10 bucks. But after I take your money, I'm going to let you know, Hey, thank you so much for coming out tonight. Really appreciate that you're here. It means a lot to the people that are performing tonight that you're here. So thank you. And I think that's a very cool opportunity to kind of be that point person. Absolutely. I love it. I, uh, it's how I first, you know, became involved in the music making community was was getting to help put on shows, drop posters, work the door, um, getting to know musicians as my friends and and you know, their creative peer, whether I was drawing or, or writing and um I think that aspect lends itself well to being an MC because you are you know, navigating the airspace between songs. You're you're hyping other people up. You're you're uh, you know navigating the the cipher and and getting mics passed or or all of the above. Working door two, I get to advocate for these musicians that I want to see, and that's that's the reason I put on that that show. That's the reason we we hit up those artists for Hungry Hungry Hip Hop that because we you know share that share that love for these artists music and for performing it and so always about lifting other people up and and trying to advocate for for DIY music all of the above yeah man we were talking about that before we even got on the mics i was asking you about how your your release show at valentines was and and you're just like it's not it's not about me it was fun and <laughs> but it's not about me it's about all those other people on the bill like i re- i appreciate that that in you that you yeah thank that you. you feel that way but i think you know people 
people want it to be about you <laughs> too, you. you know? And that's why those people showed up that night and, and wanted to participate, you know? They want to participate to, to celebrate you and, and lift you up in the same way, I think. That's so, right. You know, if, let if people do that, that sometimes. Out, yeah, you know? straight up. You know, let them let them appreciate right. you. <laughs> I, I'm, it's, I lo- I love to see that. I guess, in some way, like in you, because I'm I, uh, I'm very much that way. I'm I'm in, I'm like that very much. Like I don't I don't really, I don't really like it to be about me necessarily. You know? Right. When so, just uh. You know, appreciate it though. Thank you. <laughs> gotta gotta rep that humility. You know, every step of the way. I I think the guy that doesn't think he's the right, you know, fit for the for the task, or or let's put it another way, the person that doesn't think they have the qualifications to 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 lead, maybe, or to to set an example. Um, are often the people that deserve it the most, you know, and and I've learned that through family and friends and relationship that, you know, if you have quality in your being, in your art, um, it will speak for you to the point where other people advocate for you. And and I think not selling myself short is, is something I am trying to learn, absolutely. I think... Uh, I think I'm starting to learn what I what I have gained and and I can rep that in a in a genuine way that I always, you know, sought to just in establishing now these hours of doing it. That ten thousand hours of writing, recording, playing. Um it's starting to develop. So yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate you see that, man. I, yeah. It's it really just feels like the beginning, so I feel blessed to be here uh, to be here talking about it at all. That ten thousand hours are reference to that, like Malcolm Gladwell, yeah. ten thousand hours. Yeah, for people that don't know what that is, I think it's just a this is this general thing. Like you have to do something for ten thousand hours before you're actually good at it. And a lot of like stand up comedians will will reference that as like, oh, did you like how long did it take you to put your ten thousand hours in? Or <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, and like, like you said, it's as far as other people will speak for like what you do. Like even though that can feel extremely weird sometimes, especially if you're within those people and they'll be like, oh, this this dude right here, like this dude Moblin, great guy. And he's and he's killer MC. And like you should check out his like record or whatever. You know, yeah. it, can, it can kind of feel weird like oh, at, at times. Uh, and but uh that is also the coolest time. Like when, when you get to know that, that other people are speaking for you and you don't have to say shit, you know, and you <laughs> just kind of sit there like, I don't know. I'm not going to, I'm not going to push this upon you. You know, it's like, you, you didn't even know this guy raps, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks man. And in advocating for, you know, hip hop night, hungry, hungry hip hop once a month, promoting that and advocating for it has put, I don't know, giving me some some legs under how to uh sell myself, let's say. So I I'm I'm flexing those muscles, man, and and I know that if I keep this genuine, truthful, 
bitter, funny, sometimes, you know, pretty harsh or, or real aspect to my to my words and to the to the rhymes I choose, I I, I feel like it's it's possible to, I don't know, go go pretty far. I don't I don't think that's crazy to say that, you know, I can I can open up for some people I never thought I could. I can I can partake in my community's culture and music in ways I, I never expected I could and, and it's just starting. It's it's incredibly humbling but also, you know, feels like you're you're welling up with pride because of it and and I appreciate you for that. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, man. And that's the best way the best way to sell yourself is just doing like just being you and, and that authenticity is something like people cannot fuck with. You know? Yeah. So um straight up yeah before we get off the mics right right when you got here you told me um that you're you're taking off on this adventure and i, I gotta hear about yeah no this doubt adventure man. that you're you about to it. embark um, on man you know sometimes it feels like bragging again but he, here's a here's me practicing that self-advocacy um i'm about to leave for europe in july me and my lovely girlfriend Shay are going to uh, Barcelona initially and then taking the train around the Mediterranean, hitting France, Italy, and eventually Amsterdam. And pretty stoked on that. Can't lie. Um, Is there like a, do you have like a timeline on it? We got four weeks abroad. Nice. and, uh, And I'm, you know, leaving my job. We're both leaving our jobs and and have saved for this for a long time. Worked for the companies we work for forever, and uh, just feel like it's it's time for a new chapter. And we need a great bookend for this. And and I'm I'm stoked and terrified. I've never done anything like this my whole life. I don't know if my characters come through on this podcast, but I'm pretty mellow. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a this is another huge step for me. And and you know releasing a an EP, um, hosting, you know, two years of uh, hip hop monthly and traveling to Europe is, is a pretty killer year. So, um, you know, I'm not ashamed to say that I've, I've worked hard for it and I, uh, you know, I, I feel incredibly blessed and, and excited to, to take part in this adventure. (laughs) Yeah, dude, much respect for kind of just like, I don't know recognizing that you need to uh depart from this uh yeah man this this place of business and and also just like give yourself this time in between to kind of have this entirely new experience which is obviously going to impact your life tremendously exactly and give you some more perspective and whatnot no doubt that's fucking rad dude thank you it's it's wild i i uh like I said, I've never done anything like this, so I'm about to get my mind blown for four weeks straight and love every minute of it. Uh, I'm a I'm a foodie. I love food, so my goal is just to eat crazy food and hang on the beach and walk everywhere. So I think I can I can make that happen <laughs> for for four weeks and and come back, uh, you know, with a a fresh take on my energy and in all aspects of what I do from, from work and life to, to the music I make. So I'm, I'm very looking forward to coming back from this and, and doing a quick pivot into, you know, 
MG Productions and, and continuing to bolster what we create and what we think this can be. Um, yeah. I'm, Killer, dude. I'm, I'm speechless. I'm, yeah, I'm, dude. This is I'm, fucking I'm, awesome. I'm this just is, looking up, man. <laughs> this is... Uh, I, I really appreciated this conversation, man. I, I, I've only had, you know, a few run-ins with you and it's usually like it shows a venue so we can't yeah I know. one of us is working the door somewhere so we can't <laughs> wanna, get into like i want to interview some... you i feel like <laughs> no i just want to i just want to get to know you but yeah i feel you that's um so... yeah no i just uh really appreciated this conversation i think i think uh people will, will draw some things from this you know yeah and i think that's that's where that self-advocacy can can be a, a real positive because that's that's uh, sometimes the reason like people change what, up what they're doing. It's yeah. like, oh, if if that person can do it, like I can do that, right. you know, or you know, I can approach things that same way. So, thank you for for hanging out, man, and thank you for you know sharing. You shared your music with me a little early, which is cool. Like, yeah, I I love so much when like someone from the community throws me their shit early. And it's just it's this, tight. it's just this weird, um, I just feel like it's a cool thing. Like I get to be on that list of people sometimes that people are like, oh, I want to send this to Dan before it comes out. It's like, oh, that's, that's fucking cool, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Perks, man. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that. And all the MG crew, yeah. um, stoked to see what, what all of you guys do and, and uh, just kind of how the future shakes out for, for that stuff. I would encourage people to go, you know, check out a show of, of any of yours, whether it's, you know, a Moblin solo show or an MG, you know, Productions, Full Crew, Moldy Gold and Harvey Bird and, of course, the the genius Ashitaka, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, where, my where, guys, where's my it, guys, my goons. Where's um, a good place for people to to keep up with you guys? Um, we're we're on mgpdx.bandcamp.com. We got uh, soundcloud.com/zenheadbutt. That's uh, my Moblin page. Um, on Facebook, MG Productions. Um, you can find us because our logo is the Gundam wing insignia flipped upside down it's a little just a little easter egg there <laughs> um we make a ton of you know 32-bit visual art and and use that on all our pages so check us out on bandcamp soundcloud.com uh, slash mg productions um and there's links to plenty of our personal sites and and all of the above my goons pdx at, on instagram there's uh, some some just daily goonery on that page, and as well some video flyers and some cool stuff. Daimyo is always cooking up visual artist responsible for a lot of our work, and uh, and a producer and rapper as well. So, the the collective goes on and on. We're only you know more and more feeling the spirit of collaboration and and plan to use what we've built for each other for for more people in the future. So. Um, we're looking forward to that and looking forward to sharing what we got in store with the with the people. Right on, man. Well, uh, we end every episode of the podcast with the guest saying it's a program. So if you want to, you know, give us 
that moblin it's a program we can uh, properly end this thing all right all right it's a program that's moblin everybody <laughs> i will put the links in the notes of the episode so you can uh keep up with moblin as well as the the mg crew uh, we're going to play it out with a track off of the uh, the new EP, Demos, which you can find on SoundCloud. And uh, we're playing it out with Ari Dirge 2.8. This this track has like some mean string, string work on it. Yeah, uh, man. The production on this one we, is, is pretty I wild. I may have said earlier, we recorded it three different times. Um, it ultimately is, is about sort of this beautiful place we... Um, had to leave behind um, and and sort of had the way our city is changing and reflecting on that. Um, so, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. I'm, I'm pretty proud of this one. Absolutely, man. This is one of my favorite tracks on the record. So this is it. This is Ari Dirge 2.8, and we will catch you on the flip side, Portland. Internal battery run dry. The game can be played, however clock-based events will no longer occur. What? Hey. Hey. When I was bored and under 20 I would meet up and read the function And they regret letting the townie punks Already in the corner Leaning on nothing Smoke up in the air blunted I didn't give no fuck And I remember that night College radio station Inspirational Alex grabbed the mic and he slaying the fire Cypher with lit women Don't just up or you faded Designer drugs line them up Yeah I'm young and dumb to be taking it Wasn't paying for fake pills But still ate them Didn't need sleep Catch a sunrise and try to breathe deep Excited about the future, not seem prophetic to me As I'm reflecting on the past and it's 2017 Fuck that, it's way back to the homie First place gone crazy see in the crawl space, ballin' but we lazy Little dad pad started everything before it all changed Even with my memory hazy This'll be a dirge for the devil's sins Not some Romulus, baby Fuck the Romulus no. Nostalgia is a small death. Small what? Death. What is left to manifest in your idealized past? Why? What? What? Back then, might have been whole team. Meet up at the function. Hey. They regretted letting us in. Nah. Got a session going in the corner, hey. leaning on nothing. Yep. Smoke two blunts, but rather roll one in the dungeon. Hey. Nowadays, kind of same whole team lighting up the function. They ain't regretting letting us in. We got a session going front row, leaning on nothing. Goons fill the room up, but they gun it back to dungeon. Wondering what the next push gonna leave us hunting. Cush stores popping around the block, apartments by the hundred. At least we got each other. I will trust my brother's hunches, making every conceivable and mean something. Running when they spreading downtown, emphasizes division. Development, turn my house down while i'm still living landlord giving best wishes but he's still ditching happening here it's happening in other cities but in whose interest 23rd's a strip mall food carts a food court that should keep you broke but am i an adult to try to take control but i ain't naturally responsible so how am i gonna impose my will affect my sphere of influence to grow to accomplish my goal pronto top of all of it play 
saying exactly how I, I want, want to. to. Possible with Kage, Ashitaka in a poncho. You got to back up Kose Ruchi Rondo like that Ronso. Then it's never time wasted if you're trying to upgrade and get yourself into a better place. You're never late, cause it's not a race. We all end up in the same grave. Some of us trying to record it on tape or digitally. MG. It's a program.